This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. Jake, your host again. Today's episode, we are at another amazing location in North Georgia for your family, for those adventurers, and those that just kind of want to get out and get some fresh air and see a really, really amazing place in our, really in the the southeast uh, region of the country, but especially in North Georgia. We are with Liberty Gates. If you remember, uh, you heard her on the Anna Ruby Falls episode. Uh, She is also over Brasstown Bald, which is the episode we're featuring today. And I'm going to tell you, there's not a whole lot of people that I really am envious of in where they live in terms of where they call home. Uh, being in real estate, I see lots of different homes in all sorts of places. I really don't get envious or jealous almost ever. Uh, this is this is an exception to that because I, I won't spoil it, but Liberty has probably the best location to call home of anybody that I've ever met. And the only exception maybe, maybe not home, but if you listen to the episode from last fall, I don't remember, uh, maybe November, December, uh, Jason LeBlanc, I interviewed him at the Waterfall Club in Rabin County. Uh, He by far has the best office location of anybody I've ever known. Uh, And I am jealous of that. So Jason, if you ever need a suite mate in your office, give me a, give me a shout. I will make the drive. I'm that kind of guy. But Liberty, I mean, just, I mean, she wins. She wins as far as where she gets to call home and her dog. Like, how awesome is it to be the dog of Liberty Gates right now? So I won't spoil it for you, but listen in on a really, really cool story and a great location if you've not been to Brasstown Bald here in North Georgia. You guys know how to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast. You can email us at northgeorgialifepodcast at gmail.com if you have ideas for future episodes. Hey, if you love some restaurants up in some of these areas and you know like, hey, Jake, you've got to go talk to this restaurant owner or this you know, bakery owner or something like that because they've got you know, just amazing you know, little boutique shop or restaurant or whatever. Hey, that's that's who this is for. We want to give those people a bigger audience, a platform, and all the people who are coming to Anna Ruby or Brasstown or any of these other parks that we're covering, we want to give these small businesses an extra platform for reaching a broader audience because they're clearly doing something that is going to knock your socks off, and we want to share that with the rest of the world here in North Georgia. So with that, we'll get started at Brasstown Bald with Liberty Gates. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host again, and today's episode uh, will be a little bit of a blast from the past because we are back with Liberty Gates, who is the program manager for Find Outdoors. A couple weeks ago, uh, we did the episode on Anna Ruby Falls, uh, so you got to meet Liberty a little bit there, but she is also the program manager at Brasstown Bald. And for those of you who have not been to Brasstown, you just got to go. You got to go at least once because I, you know, I say this all the time on this podcast, but we have such an incredible area uh, in our North Georgia region that has so many different things to do and explore and see that you just can't do 
pretty much anywhere else in the state, you know, some places in the country. So uh, we are just like fraught with things to do and sights to see. And Brasstown is uh, an exception to no other because it is it is way up there. I mean, way up there in the state of Georgia and has one of the uh, most incredible vistas in the state. Uh, it is a 360-degree uh, view from the top of Brasstown, uh, which is part of where it gets its name from. Liberty, thanks again for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me back. So for those of you who want a little background on Liberty, you can listen to the Anna Ruby Falls episode and get a little bit of her backstory. But we were we were talking about before. So being in real estate, I always ask kind of people where they live and, you know, how long they've been there. And I think you have <laughs> you, ha- you have the best place that <laughs> of anybody I've ever talked to. So tell us about where you live. Yeah, so I am right now living on top of Brasstown Bald. So I <laughs> wake up to some of the most beautiful views, um, really, that anybody could. I am so, so lucky. Yeah, there is an apartment on top of the mountain right now that I am living in, so lucky to be living in there. So I wake up in the morning, see really beautiful stuff, and walk down an awesome mountain and go to work. So I, I really have it made. Yes, it's pretty <laughs> incredible. Just curiosity question. From that uh, that height and where you're at, sunrises or sunsets generally better? Oh, <laughs> they are both so beautiful. Um, sometimes the fog comes in, which makes it a little, I mean, it's not even fog at this point. It's actual clouds. Clouds. Because we're so, yeah. <laughs> People are like, look at the fog. And I'm like, nope, you're in a cloud now. Cloud. <laughs> we're high enough to be in the clouds. So sometimes those come in and will sometimes block the view a little bit, but. Man, they're both so beautiful. I think I may like sunrises a little bit more. And I think it's just maybe the time of day just being, because I do it a lot of mornings. I just wake up early Mm -hmm. and just go out there and sit out there with my dog. And we just both watch the sun come up. And it's really just such a serene, peaceful, it's almost heavenly, really. It's ethereal, almost, um, experience. So both it's hard to choose from but they are both really beautiful yeah yeah well i i don't get jealous a whole lot but that makes me a little <laughs> jealous so you hadn't been uh there that long but mm-hmm. um you started it in a part-time capacity before your current position there yes i did so when i was originally hired by find outdoors to work um at brasson and anna ruby i was still in school because i graduated just this past may from mm-hmm. uga i was still doing my master's so basically our busiest season is the summertime you know that's when so many people are coming and so that's when it's like prime time to educate people prime time to talk to people and but I was graduating in May so I was supposed to be starting in May which you know the summer's already started by that time right and so basically I started in a part-time capacity so I could plan ahead for the upcoming recreational Mm -hmm. season so I was working remotely um just usually pretty much making a lot of phone calls emails planning things to happen at Brasstown from Athens from UGA Uh uh-huh okay from a from a programming standpoint uh, share with us a little bit about what what all you have at Brasstown because most people like the the first time that I went to Brasstown, uh, you've just heard of it. You've heard you know this scenic view, 360 degree view. I guess on a clear day you can actually see Atlanta. Yes, uh, you which can, is crazy. Yeah. How far mm-hmm. is it from Atlanta? So driving, it's about two hours. Yeah. Um, as crow flies it's about 85 miles so you can see and it's usually in the fall when 
there's less clouds and then also the vegetation releases this gas called isoprene gas it's sort of a bluish gas or looks blue which Mm -hmm. is why we are called the blue ridge mountains or the smoky mountains are called the smoky mountains Uh but in the fall that gas sort of dies down so that's when you can see all the way to atlanta so the fall is the best time to see that but yeah it's pretty far and it's really amazing how far you can see i mean to the north you're looking at north carolina the east south carolina south is the rest of georgia and west is tennessee and you i mean you're looking at the smoky mountains and the blue ridge mountains all in one it's really amazing all the things that you're taking in yeah and it's a it's a fairly short well I don't know if I cheated the system. I don't know if I did it right. But but I just remember uh, seeing that I think you could, is it right, you can actually hike all the way up or you can just park and hike like, I don't know, it felt like a half mile, quarter mile. <laughs> it, was, it was short. I felt like I was being lazy. But <laughs> but it's not, while, as, while it is super high, there's an easy way to get there that uh, is not super exhaustive in terms of uh, needing to be an experienced hiker to get to uh, the overlook. Yeah, so um, you can hike all the way from the bottom of the mountain, which is pretty pretty big hike, but yeah. people do it pretty often. Um, or you can drive up a little bit and you can park in our parking lot, which is then you're entering the park area, and you can walk up, and it's about a sixth of a mile, Okay. Um, but it is very steep. By the time you get up there, you've basically walked 42 stories of stairs. Oh, wow. So you're really getting a workout in, but it is 100% worth it when yes, you get up 100%. there. We also um, usually offer a shuttle service. Um, so we have a shuttle that goes up there. We currently are not offering that right now due to COVID restrictions. But yeah, we do have a few ways that people can get up there. Gotcha. And uh, share with us a little bit about what is at the top of the mountain. Yeah, so at the top of the mountain. Other than your uh, your living quarters. Other than my awesome living quarters. (laughs) Um, Me and my dog, that's what's up there. So we have an observation deck, which offers 360 degree views um so really really beautiful Mm -hmm. we also have a visitor center museum up there which you can walk through we have interactive things for kids and their families and you can really just learn a lot about the forest the forest service and the history of the site so it's pretty awesome we also have a fire tower up there and this fire tower is not or watchtower is currently not in use and people cannot go up there. Um, but it was previously used by the Forest Service to look out for fires. We currently monitor fires in different ways with drones or planes right. and things like that. But um, you can see the watchtower when you're up there. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was for. So Yeah, I know I a lot something. of yeah, a lot of people um, don't know what it's for. They think it's just to get cool views, which yeah. I guess it is, but it's all, it's all it has a bigger purpose. <laughs> So your organization is a nonprofit. You do a lot of programming, um, like we talked about at Anna Ruby uh, in other states as well. Share with us a little bit about what all uh, you do as far as programming it there at Brasstown. Yeah, so I had said in the Anna Ruby podcast, pretty much anything and it's sort of the same (laughs) pretty much just because i mean we had discussed how north georgia is just so diverse and Mm -hmm. there's just so many cool things so i'll never run out of something to talk about and really it's the same at brass town so we um one thing i really like about brass town i think is when you get up there you almost feel like you're in a different world yes and that is a lot of the time due to the plant life that you see because these plants don't occur at lower elevations or the the birds that you see and the hawks that you see flying around and the weather that you're experiencing because it's a little colder up there because you're so high so a lot of programs we have are 
sort of based on those things. So we do have programs on the unique plant life that's up there. Mm -hmm. We have programs where you're looking at the birds up there. Um, I had mentioned Mark Warren, who has come and done a a program on the Cherokees Mm -hmm. there. Um, One A really cool program that we're doing in just a little bit is a night photography program Mm. with two photographers, Chris Greer and Jason Clemens. Um, And they're coming up there and they're doing an astrophotography session with some people. Cool. Um, Because, I mean, you know, you're being so high, there's Uh, not a lot of other light, yeah, Yeah. artificial light, light pollution. And so you're really, I mean, the stars up there is amazing. So, um, yeah, we really have programs on anything. So if you want to learn about something, let me know and I'll figure something out. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I guess I probably should have covered this uh, first. Can you share with us a little bit of the history of the Brasstown property itself? Mm-hmm. Um, how uh, I kind of laughed a little bit uh, doing my own research of how Brasstown got its name. Um, yeah, with the uh, confusion yeah. of what it actually is. Yeah. Uh, so share with us the property, uh, you know, what it is, uh, when it was established, and um, you know, how it got its name. Yeah, so Brasstown Bald was once Cherokee land. It got its name from the Cherokees. The Cherokee, they named it as New Green Place. Um, the word was obviously different from New Green Place. I cannot pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I need to find Cherokee. But um, yeah, so they called Brasstown Bald New Green Place, although there was some confusion with the settlers. The th- settlers thought the confuse the Cherokee word for new green place with another word, which means place of brass. Mm. So um, to the settlers, it was a place of brass and to the Cherokees, it was a new green place. (laughs) The Cherokees also have a really cool origin story of how balds formed and balds being clearings on top of mountains. And there, I've heard a few different stories, but I, I think I guess I like this one the best. This story goes that there was once a vicious beast who could fly and had claws and was coming down to different villages in the mountains and picking up their children and taking people. And the warriors of the tribes and like the on villages. The Hobbit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An evil little golem. <laughs> or dragon um coming and just you know terrorizing these villages and so the warriors of these villages were like you know we gotta we gotta kill this thing this this cannot we can't let this go on but they were like "We, we can't find it how do we find this thing and so they went to the top of the tallest mountain and they created a clearing on this mountain so they could get a better view of where this beast was and one of the warriors spotted the beast in a den and so the warriors prayed to the great spirit and asked the spirit to help them defeat this beast and then all of a sudden the skies opened up and a bolt of lightning crashed down and struck the beast and the beast died and the warriors thanked the great spirit and the great spirit promised the villages and the tribe that he would keep the top of the mountains open in case a beast like this was ever Mm. to return so i uh i like that cool i like that origin story yeah Yeah. um but yeah so brasstown bald was cherokee land when gold was found in north georgia the cherokees were pushed out um, via the trail of tears it then changed hands a few times it was used as a trade route for a while hmm. eventually it was owned by the fister and vogel leather company who was using hemlocks to extract tannic acid for tanning leather that was pretty popular in mm-hmm. north georgia mm-hmm. and then that leather company decided to deed the upper quarter of the mountain to the Georgia Department of Forestry and Geologic Development. And that's when the first uh, 
watchtower was built huh. on top of the mountain. The conservation um, or civilian conservation corp came in and they built a new tower on the mountain. And eventually this land in the 40s was donated to the Forest Service. And the Forest Service in the 60s built the Visitor Center and Museum that is up there now, the observation deck, and the fire tower that currently stands on the mountain. And like I said earlier, that fire tower is currently no longer in use, but um, it's still a big draw and the yeah. whole site is very popular for yeah. tourists. Cool. So it was the Cherokee had the name Green Place mm-hmm. and the settlers interpreted that to mean brass yeah place of brass place of, and they were so, probably like where's yeah. all the brass uh, where is the brass i've not found any brass <laughs> no brass uh, i don't think brass means what you think it means yeah <laughs> gosh it's that's it's such a neat it's just incredible place up there um i don't know if you could if you could pin it down to uh a favorite part of of that or uh maybe in your your experience with uh find outdoors just a a best memory so far um since you are fairly new uh at the property but i mean it's really uh, like i I just it's got it's one of those things that I, i don't even know how to properly describe it because you're in you're in one of the like you said, one of the prettiest areas, uh, I think, in the country, certainly in in the southeast, and you get to call it home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of probably an unfair question to say, what's your favorite part of being able to call <laughs> this home? Uh, but it, between All that, it? Your, yeah, your your uh, your job and uh, what you do and just some of the people you've met and the stories you've been, uh, you've heard or been a part of, anything stand out as just, you know, so far the, you know, the, the top of the mountain, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's a hard question because I do love all of it. Um, I just feel so lucky each and every day. I would probably say my favorite part is seeing the realizations that people come to. Our organization is so dedicated to education and Find Outdoors is just so dedicated to organization, getting people connected with the forest, Mm -hmm. which I value so much. So we totally welcome people coming to these sites and just taking selfies if they want to or just Mm -hmm. you know taking in the scenery but we we do want people to leave with some knowledge as well and so a lot of the time people will come up to me and ask me one question like where are all the snakes or (laughs) what was this land before it was this and you know I'll answer that question and then it will lead to another question and more questions and more answers and maybe a story from me and once people just get a little bit of information about the site, it's like they want more. They yeah. want to hear more. Yeah. And so I really just enjoy people being open to asking those questions and open, like open to hearing what I have to say and then just talking to people about these sites because I am just so passionate about them. So that's that's probably my favorite part and just letting having people leave knowing they had a good experience, but also that they are more knowledgeable about what they saw. Yeah. Even a year ago, did you think you would be living on the top of a mountain with your dog? <laughs> no. Bec- no, I did not think I was ever going to be that awesome or that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think that. And I bet my dog didn't think that either. She's living the dream, too. <laughs> yeah, so. no kidding. Yeah, she didn't have to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, there's there's only one place at the top of uh, Brasstown Bald, <laughs> but if somebody that is uh, maybe younger uh, that's entering college or in college right now that uh, just – kind of some of the things that you're saying kind of strike a chord with them 
any experiential wisdom, uh, just having just gotten out of school, mm-hmm. that you would give someone who's um, in that younger phase of life, whether it's uh, high school, early college, you know, completed their undergrad, thinking about grad school, um, what would you say to somebody that is like, well, I want to do that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so I think the reason I'm so successful, I guess, if I can call mm-hmm. myself that being at the young age of 23, um, I think the reason that I have had any success is because I'm passionate about mm-hmm. what I talk about. I have grown up in Georgia. I've gotten more familiar with North Georgia in just these past couple of months, and I've fallen in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody else to fall in love with it, too. And really, it's not hard to fall in love with the yeah. North Georgia. So my job isn't too difficult. But um, I am just so passionate about what I what I talk about. I I value what I talk about and I really care what I'm talking to people Mm -hmm. about. So I think just find what you're passionate about and roll with it and don't stop and find internships or volunteer opportunities and just show your passion. Because when I do talk to people, I think, and I, they see how much I care and all Mm -hmm. the passion that I'm holding on this subject, I think it's more impactful. What I'm saying to them is more impactful. And I think just makes what I am saying so much more important and um, worthy to them. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's something I, I share with uh, especially newer agents that um, that I work with in in the real estate world is you know enthusiasm is contagious yeah hundred percent and people so often don't realize in the in anything whether it's you know parks um, uh, real estate you know baking whatever your energy level and your enthusiasm transfers to people. Um, and, and like you said, it it gives them a level of engagement and, and wanting more. Mm -hmm. And so many people just miss that element. And it's, it's, uh, it transfers to every aspect of, of the, the work world, you know, it's, it's relational, uh, you know, family application as well. But, uh, so few people realize like if you were more enthusiastic or energetic about your job, Mm -hmm. uh, or what you're doing or what you're pursuing, it will bleed over in so many good ways yeah. that you just can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, if you're, you know, if you hate what you're doing, you thoroughly hate it. You yeah. probably are in the wrong, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong. And place. it shows a lot of the time too. You know, right. it, sh- it shows. But if you love what you're, what, what you're doing, it shows too. And I yeah. think that is what leads people. You know, I said to ask more questions and to continue discovering mm-hmm. and exploring because they see that I love it and they're like, well, yeah, I think I'm going to love it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap up a question that we try to end every episode with, it's called lightning round, which is a question that has nothing to do about anything that we've talked about. Uh, I think it was in the Anna Ruby episode that you mentioned that you had played soccer before. So uh, lightning round question is which one of these dual career legends do you think you could score a penalty kick on easier? So if they were goalie, Mm -hmm. which one? Who could I score? Okay. So Will Smith. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who's going to be the weaker goalie that you could score on? I think The Rock and Shaq were both pretty big athletes. Not that Will Smith is not. I'm sure he's a very fit guy. (laughs) Um... You hear that, Will? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Will Smith. You're the weak link. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would be Will Smith. I feel like he'd be out there making mm. jokes and playing around. Not and paying then, attention. 
Yeah, and then I'd trying to entertain everybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably start talking about something, (laughs) try to distract him, and then score. But also, The Rock and Shaq are just such big, muscular guys. I feel like I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I would think that that Will Smith might be. He's definitely not the more the most athletic of the three. But Mm -hmm. you know, no offense, Will. You've got you've got (laughs) you've got those two to compete with. Yeah. But um, I was like, I wonder if he would be more agile. I yeah. was thinking Shaq because I could I could kick it low and he probably couldn't That's get That's a good there. idea. But too. he's huge. Yeah, yeah. So he takes I'd have up to make sure whole, I kicked it low. <laughs> he's so big, like he wouldn't need to move much to to reach the ball. Yeah. How big um, is this goal? We gotta make sure we're not using like a little pug goal yeah, or something. You know, we that's need a, a big goal. That's a, that's a fair question. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> the nature of Will our Smith. lightning round questions. Will Smith for the Challenge win. Challenge me. And the loss. <laughs> um, all right. So if somebody is wanting to get more information on how to get to Brass Town, uh, what sort of programs they could, uh, you know, talk to you about if they want to take a uh, maybe, you know, you've got a homeschool co-op that wants to plan a field trip or you've got a school or a work department or somebody that just wants to get away for a Saturday and come up and mm-hmm. see what all the what all the hubbub's about, what's the best way for them to find out information about Brasstown, contact your organization, kind of so on? Yeah. So I would think the first place you should go is our website. It is gofindoutdoors.org. Um, all one word. We have information on our organization, the history of our organization, and we also have information on all our sites, campgrounds, museums, recreational areas, and so on. So all the information on our programs are also on that um, site. We also have Facebook pages. We're pretty active on social media. And so we have a Find Outdoors Facebook page, and then we also have a Brass Town Bald Facebook page, and all the information you want to know about the sites, any closures or updates on prices or any changes on mm-hmm. what's going on or programs that are going on are all going to be on those social media um, yep. pages on Facebook as well. And if you are listening to this in the winter months, you do want to check that because of how high they are. The roads are Yeah, uh, so Brasstown, yeah, so Brasstown is not open year round. I believe right. January 1st is when we will close okay. just because the roads do get right. pretty icy and it's pretty cold up there. But Anna Ruby Falls is open all year round um so feel free to go there yeah but uh, definitely check the websites and facebook pages for that information cool liberty thanks again for your time and uh, with that we'll wrap up all right awesome thank you so much this is the north georgia life podcast embrace life where you live